Bokar Tov, we are continuing Parashat Devarim, and yesterday Moshe says to Bnei Israel, we did Shini yesterday, right? So he says to Bnei Israel that I established judges for you. Now why is Moshe saying that to Bnei Israel now? Because as we said, he's trying to show them that I prepared you guys perfectly to enter the land. You, you were even ready with a whole judicial system in place. All of your leaders were in place. Everything was perfect. And we were ready to go into the land of Israel. But then, B'nai Israel come with the following request. Now, now we're going to talk about the sin of the Tarim. Okay? But knowing, since we studied it in depth originally in the, in the Parashah of Shalach, I want to compare what Moshe says to Bnei Israel to what you know to be the case from Parshat Shalach and see what's going on because it's not going to be identical. There are going to be some words that are changed, some uh, things that are emphasized, some things that are left out and we're going to have to see that and we have to see why Moshe would make some changes. Would make some changes. Okay. Aliyat Shilishi, Pasuk 22, Chapter 1. You all approached me and you said, We will send people before us and they will, uh, what is it, and they search the land for us. And they will return us a word. The way that we will go. And the cities unto which we will come. Pasuk 23. The matter was good in my eyes. And I took 12 men from you. One man per tribe. And they turned and, and they went up to the mountain. And they came to the valley of Eshkol in Israel. And they were... They spied it out. They spied it out. Now I'm, I'm putting emphasis on that word, okay? Pasuk 25. And they took with their hands from the fruit of the land. And they brought the fruits to us. And they brought us the word and they said, The land that God is giving us is very good. But, Pasuk 26, But you, you did not want to go up. And you rebelled against the command of God. And you complained in your tents and you said, God has taken, took us out of Egypt with hatred of us because of the hatred. To give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Uh, how can we go up? Our brethren have, uh, they've melted our hearts saying that the, there is a people greater and bigger than us. The cities are big and they're fortified to the heavens. And we've also seen giants there. And then, this is Bnei Israel's reaction. And then Moshe turns to them and says, And at that time, I tried to quell your, your concerns. And I said to you, Do not fear them. Do not, uh, do not dread them. 
Hashem, your God, who goes before you, He will fight for you. Exactly as He did for you in Egypt to your eyes. He already fought for you once. Have a you could do it again. And in the Midbar, in the desert, you also saw that God took you and he, and he bore you and He carried you just like a person carries his son. This whole way until you've come to this place, God has been carrying you. And on this matter, you've lost faith in Hashem, your God. You don't have faith in Hashem. Who goes before you on the way to find for you a place to camp? He goes with you with a, a pillar of fire at night. To show you the way that you will go, and he goes with you in a cloud in the day. That God who goes, who leads you with a cloud and with a and with a fire. That's that's the one that you that's taking you out with hatred. And God heard your words and he got angry and he swore saying, None of the people in this generation, in this terrible generation, will see the land to give to your forefathers. Except for Kalev ben Except for Kalev, the son of Yifuneh, he will see it. And I'll give him the land that he had went, he had traveled on, and to his sons, because he fulfilled the way of God or went after the way of God. And then God got angry at me because of you. And he said, "You will not go in." Instead, Yehoshua bin Nun who Yavoshamma. Yoshua bin Nun who goes before you, he will come into the land. Because he makes sure he has the courage, because he will, the one, will uh, cause Israel to inherit the land. Okay, let's pause because that's the end of the Aliyah. Alright, so what are some of the changes we've seen? Let's start from the beginning. Whenever Moshe requests uh, in the, in the Parshat Shalach, who requests the spies? He says to Moshe, send for you spies. So it seems like Moshe came with a request. Now, in Parshat Shalach, it could be that the people, actually, that's what I told you in class, that I think this is Peshat, that the people requested it of Moshe, and in Parshat Shalach, it's leaving that detail out. But for some reason, in Parashat Shelach, no, you could look at the beginning of Parashat Shelach. By the Berah Adonai Moshe Lemor, Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, Shelach Lecha Anashim, send for yourself spies. Nobody asked. Hashem just says that they should go. It's right after the story of Miriam. Now, here Moshe is saying that, that you came to me and you requested the spies. That's a very key difference. Now again, I said that I think in Shalach, the story is leaving out the backstory of Bnei Israel coming to Moshe and asking for it. But the, the question is, why does the story leave it out in Shalach? And why does Moshe focus on it here? Now obviously the, the intent of the story 
is different in Shalach than, than the intent of the story from Devari. It's different people. It's a different generation he's talking to. And he wants to focus on the things that they need to hear right now. Here it's more of like rebuke. It's more of like tikkun. Here it's more rebuke. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were the people that did this. Why is he rebuking them? He wants to remind them of the same mistakes. Yeah, he wants to remind them that you came... Uh, and, and you like and before you, entering right exactly that's, it's, a, it's a perfect it's a perfect we teach history in school or we used to teach history so we don't learn, we don't learn the mistakes we used to before, before uh, we started teaching critical race theory we used to teach history <laughs> you guys know what critical race theory is? yes from now they're going to say in 2021 there was a mistake to have this new government now everybody is racist, but they used to teach us the, the history. They don't say what? Oh yeah, they don't say that anymore. Because what if you don't identify as either? That some person who doesn't identify will get offended. That's the biggest problem in society today. Alright. Everybody should have Rufuata Nefesh, Rufuata Guf. All of these things are forms of uh, mental illness. Everybody who does not know what, what they identify as, they should see, they should see Rufuata Shalema. No, I'm serious. It's, it's, it used to be called a mental illness. And then they decided all of a sudden that somebody who's unsure of what their, their gender identity is, instead of, it used to be a form of OCD or a form of anxiety, gender dysphoria. And then all of a sudden decided, just decided to stop calling it a disease. Now it's, now it's acceptable. And now all these people, instead of spending our resources trying to help people get better, you allow them to, you allow them to live life in their illness and you, you make everybody else accept, feel uncomfortable for their mental illness. Whatever, okay. We won't go into this. I'm a dog. Okay, so the first thing is... I'm a dog. So to Moshe says, Moshe says, uh, you, came, you came to me and you said, let us send these spies. Next, what's the next difference? What word does Moshe use to describe, to describe the spy? The spies. It says, and you went into the land, and you spied it out. Now, what did we say the word means? That's when you spy out a land to see how you're going to conquer it. But is that what the spies did? They were not called Miragelim. No, they, they were, were called Tarim. That's why I always say the Chetat Tarim. I never say the Chetat Miragelim. The they went to see if we want to even go in at all. They went to explore the land. They want to see if it was nice. They want to see if they're even Chabul the Mikonah. The fruits are you know? good. They want to see Agar Nazar Shunbiyah. So, so. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, so, and that was described with the word tarim. Here, Moshe is using the word miragelim. So, what is he telling Bnei Israel? So, let's let's see a little bit more. Um, does what do the spies say when they come back? It's a good land, but. Uh... They say it's a good land now, but Ephes... But the people there, the they're very big, But what, is, what does Moshe say that they said? They said? That they were giants and the cities... He says, he says that they came and they said, And then you heard that, you heard the land was good, and you said, We didn't want to go in. That's not what happened. 
they came and they said the, the land, the people are very scary, and then Bnei Yisrael didn't want to go in. Why is Moshe leaving out the part when the 12 spies came and said a bad report? He completely left out the bad report. Moshe leaves that out. And then, what else is there? What happens after the spies? What happens after the complaint? There's a plague and the spies die. The 10 spies die. Moshe leaves it out. Does not mention that. Well, we, don't, we don't mention that either. The spies are not even described as bad people here. So what's going on? So what is going on? So it seems like what Moshe is doing is as follows. B'nai Israel, when at this juncture where they're about to enter the land of Israel, there, there are different facets of the sin of the spies. Okay? On one hand, there is the, spin, there's the sin of the ten people who actually went. which They did not have the courage. They misled the people. But the people will only be able to be misled if in their hearts they have the doubts already there. What we explained about the sin of the spies back then is that despite the fact that it was the 10 people who came back with a bad report, if the people were not already concerned and had the confidence to go in, those spies, either they wouldn't listen to them or the spies would have also had the courage. It's kind of like how like, the generation deserves leadership based on the level of the, of the generation. You, know? you get the leaders you deserve. And Bnei Israel in generation one of coming out of Egypt are not ready to go into, into Egypt, into Israel. So their leaders and their spies are not ready to go into Israel either. Now in Parashat Shelach, the point was to show the whole, the full picture of what happened. The spies sinned, Bnei Israel sinned, there is a plague. But now Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu wants to point to the lack of emunah on part of Bnei Israel and make that the focus. Because right now, it's not gonna help Bnei Israel to put their blame on the spies. They need to take responsibility for their part, for their part of Parashat Shalach. They had a part in Parashat Shalach, which was they did not have confidence either. And they were so quick and eager to accept the bad report from the spies. So instead of showing the full picture, he's focusing on the part, on their part of the sin. Now, why does he use the word miragilim? That's another way of putting the blame on Bnei Israel and not on the spies. Because if what really happened is that, is that the spies went in order to see if they liked the land, which was a problem that the spies on the spies' part. But Moshe says, no, they went in to see how we can go into the land. They went in properly as spies looking for how to get in. And you are the ones who are not ready to go in. You see that? He says the spies, they weren't tutting, they, the they weren't going to explore, they weren't going to explore to see Agar Nazar They were going to explore to see how to get in. And they came back and said, we could conquer this place. In a way they said that. Meaning they went in as real spies looking to see how we can access the land better. And you were the ones who came up with the issue. You know? And who was the one who originally asked for the spies? You were the ones. I didn't go there, it wasn't me. Okay. Then there's something else. He's talking about himself also. Okay. So what's going on with him talking about himself? Why is he talking about himself here? Here. Exactly. I'll explain to you. It's because very simple. According, according to the Joshua, uh, yeah, according to the Peshat, it's a very simple reasoning. That's what we're going to close with. Uh, it's as follows. He says, he 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 quotes what Borei Olam says. No man will see the land except for Kalev Benifune, who and then. 
when he's talking about himself, he wants to also he wants to also he wants to also say that Kalev will see it and Yehoshua will see it, but Yehoshua is now the leader of Bnei Israel, right? Yes. So he's. So when, when, when he Kalev says Kalev is put together with the people, let's say, and then once he wants to say that Yeshua is going in also, he sticks the fact that he himself can't go in because of, of Bnei Israel also. So even that, by the way, is, is, is another criticism of Bnei Israel because Moshe could have taken responsibility for the sin himself, but he's really saying it was your complaints which caused me to get angry and not go into the land of Israel. You know? Uh, so that ultimately, that's a perfect, this shiur today was a perfect example of the nature of the speeches in Devarim and how they're going to be repetitions of the stories, but the goal is different. obviously different. The goal is to train a new generation yes. and to show inspire them how, them and to to inspire in. them to go in with more confidence, to have more emunah. Yes. Uh, so at the end, he, he says that Yoshua bin Nun, who goes before you, he will go in and he will be the one to help an Israel conquer and that's why he talked about himself not going in as well. Uh, tomorrow, we uh, we continue the story. There's more to the story. Oh, yes. The part whenever Benesa tried to go in. Yeah. So we don't have class on Sunday. Asur. You cannot study. You cannot study. Tomorrow we have to finish. Oh, I promise, I promise you we could study another book. I, I, I'm not prepared. We could study Yov. Maybe we'll study Yov. I like Yov. I wrote an essay on Yov in the Mikra Kodesh. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lam. Amen, amen.